Richard Gonzalez. I go ahead. I'm on scene at 108 South 17th. We've got uh, light smoke showing from a single story commercial building. Working fire, make it a regular alarm. Engine one up front arrival. Let's, uh, let's see if we can get in. Let's see if there's an FBC in the back before we do anything here. I'll be establishing 17th Street uh, Command. Welcome back to Justifiably Proud Productions. I'm your humble host, Jim Farrell. Today is December 23rd, 2022, and I want to welcome all of our listeners back. This week, we're going to start a new series called uh, Back in Quarters, and we've invited uh, Ladder Truck Company to join us to talk about uh, how they get through their day and their shift. Um, from time to time, we'll reach out to different industries and see how other people handle the, the stresses of daily life and their particular occupation and see how they get through the day and get back into uh, dealing with their family and stuff like that. So this week's episode, it was actually recorded back in November, uh, but I finally figured out how to download the audio. I was having some issues with it, but we want to welcome the truckies from the 5600 block, and uh, let's listen in and see what words of wisdom they have from their natural habitat. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Justifiably Proud Productions. Today, I'm honored to be joined by a couple of uh, uh, truckies here at the show. Um, these two gentlemen, one of them is a lieutenant on the truck company, and the other one's a driver. And, uh, you know, many, many different departments have different uh, uh, titles for their units, but these these particular gentlemen operate off the off a ladder truck, and that's why we call them truckies. Uh, thank you, uh, Lieutenant Eric Ramirez. Thanks for joining us today. And driver Mike Serta, glad you could be here today. Uh, thank you. Same thank you. Here. <laughs> thank you. So talk to me about your company. Tell me how many people are assigned to it. You know, what kind of truck you ride on. Give me all the ins and outs. Well, currently we have four people assigned to the truck. It's uh, We have two firefighters, the driver, Serta, and myself as the lieutenant. We're on a Pierce. Uh, it's a mid-mount. We just received it last May. Um, it's got a bucket on it. It's 100 feet, fully extended. It has all the bells and whistles of sensors. And uh, it's it's actually surprised me on how functional and how quick you can set it up and, and operate it. But I was on mine, too. Yeah. Amber alert. Um, we've had some fun in it already. We got to do some good training with it. We had some good calls, but just waiting for it to come back. Cool. So now at your at your house, uh, you guys have another unit assigned with you, or are you a single single company station? Or we have another unit. We have an engine company that also has four personnel assigned to it. So at any given day, we can have six to eight people at our station. 
at your station. Yeah. So I know growing up, coming up through the ranks and stuff and spending a lot of time in the firehouse, it can be a little challenging being there with so many, so many people stuck in a small space for a period of time. What do you guys do to manage your day to, um, you know, I'm sure you have the daily duties and stuff, but tell me about, tell me about Lieutenant, uh, how your day, how your typical day goes without any major incidents. What do y'all, what do y'all do to pass the time? Um, I do my best to try to keep the guys busy uh, to um, become better firefighters and to work better as a crew. And I don't say that in any type of cliche way or anything I do. It is, it's exhausting actually to try to come up with ways to keep your guys engaged. So a typical day is we do the morning checks on the units, make sure everything's running smoothly. We have all our equipment. So I usually stay outside to assist and monitor and make sure that they're checking everything. Um, then we have breakfast. Then when the morning comes, we usually try to do something in the morning or in the afternoon in terms of training. And it's not always physically demanding. Sometimes it's just learning new things, techniques or streets, things like that, medical stuff. And uh, around lunch, most of us will run a mile, mile and a half. We like to stay physically active there at five. Um, and and then in the afternoon, early evening, we'll work out. Uh, we eat dinner together. We cook there at the station. And then that's when most of these guys will start to watch a movie or the game. And then I just kind of go hide in my room. But we try to just stay active outside as much as possible. The, most, the more active you stay, uh, I think the less drama that you can get from the little bickering that can happen inside. Sure. Now, Mike, talk talk to me about uh, you know how does your how do you, how do you view your day going through? Starting off, is it? I mean, is there anything in particular you need to do as a driver for your 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 company? Um. Well, yeah, our daily checks. Um, lately, it's been checking a different truck almost every other shift because we've been on our new truck and then a reserve truck and. So, so you, you can't get complacent because something else might be missing or, you know, wrong with the new truck that you have. And so every day it's just about getting your hands dirty. Um, one of the habits I like to have on the truck company is set it up every day. Um, I like to hear it's quirks in the morning, early in the morning, right? If we hear it making weird noises, is that something normal or not? Um, just to, to get familiar with the equipment so it doesn't surprise us when we're at an actual call, right? Um, and then just going through the motions of, of getting comfortable with the truck, setting it up different ways, um, and then getting the guys involved too, right? That sometimes those early morning checks um, set the lights off on someone, whether it's one of the firefighters that wants to do some setting up the ground ladders or work off the truck, you know, off the ladder or Eric that wants to do something, uh, some sort of training uh, to get comfortable with it and to play with it. Uh, Cause obviously our call volume is not as high as other cities. So training and staying active is, is really important. Um, it is, it like Eric mentioned, it's exhausting, right? To just stay active. And it's, it's a really good, set up at our station right now because even on the days that you come in when 
you're not feeling it, when you're just you just want to have a chill day, somebody else is up for something, and it kind of just keeps you in the loop. Like now, okay, well, you didn't feel like doing much today, but we're gonna do a little bit of training here, a little bit of workout here, and and you're back in the ball. And then the next day, it's you that's on point and bringing everybody together. So it's a really good. Um, I don't know. I like the the family setting we got there. We keep each other yeah. on our toes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So is is uh, LT is staffing usually four there, or is that is that typical, or sometimes it's three or. Lately, it's just been three on the truck that we've been running yeah. with. Um, we've, we just recently had a firefighter return. We've had four guys on Engine 5, one of my firefighters on Engine 5 um, for most part of the, the year, this past year. But we had a firefighter return from deployment. So now we've been in the mornings having eight guys show up, but then they'll send one, one guy out. So what, I've been rolling with three on the truck the past couple cycles. I got you. So um, now that all the uh, politically correct stuff is out of the way, what's station <laughs> life really like? What's it really like in the station? <laughs> uh, often Eric, Eric has a high levels of testosterone moments. So, <laughs> so there's like push up challenges and, and the miles and, you know, some some back and forths, you know, challenging people or keeping everybody on our toes when we should be doing something that we're not. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Have like a, it's a psychotic approach to trying to better my guys <laughs> at all times. And if that comes with push ups or pull ups or whatever we have to do, um, I'm all for it. It makes me better. I'm only getting older, so I got to stay on my toes. And it makes these guys. Realize that it's not as fun as just sitting around watching TV all day. So I like to keep them on their toes. Yeah, there's no TV. If I let them just do whatever they want, then, you know, who knows what kind of product I'll have out on the, out there. So I like to keep my guys ready to rock and roll. And they, they I think they appreciate it, but I know a lot of guys don't appreciate it when they come to my station. I got you. <laughs> so uh yeah i i attended the fdic uh conference in uh, indianapolis several years ago and there was a, a class that i went to and the instructor he he made mention of uh in the fire service it's the same circus different clowns and uh, probably a lot of our people a lot of our listeners to the show have heard that but i just that that always out of all the things that could have, I could have remembered from FDIC, that's the one thing I remembered is same okay. circus, different clowns, right? So I've been thinking a lot about as I came up through the ranks, some of the some of the silliness that goes on, you know, to keep us um, keep us on our toes because it can be tough. Like I said, being stuck with somebody or a whole group of, group of people for twenty four hours, the monotony can can set in, you know. And I just remember being on a on the engine just doing some silly stuff um we had one guy that when his lieutenant would uh he'd say man it's really cold in here well he'd purposely go turn down the ac you know without him knowing or it's too loud in here you know well the tv would all of a sudden start getting louder you know and just some of the antics that go on and and i wanted to kind of talk a little bit about about that you know as we move up the ranks we start there is a certain um 
there's a, we need to be the grownups, right? But there is from time to time that, you know, things just kind of happen and, and we kind of have fun and, and we got to have fun, especially with the seriousness of, of stuff we go, we go to and go through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, usually, there's a lot of that. Usually, yeah. Usually at our station, there's a lot of personal insults that get thrown around. Uh, thankfully we have <laughs> pretty thick skin, I think. Um, but in terms of like uh, pranks at currently, like at our station, I'm not a big fan of pranks that are physical or can cause. I just, I just think nowadays you have to be very careful on things that that you're going to get reprimanded for. And it could be something that you think is as simple as like pouring water in someone's bunker boots, but then you never know. I don't like messing with with people physically. Um, so I try to stay away from that stuff, but, uh, emotionally, spiritually, you will get torn, torn apart <laughs> at our station. So have a yeah. thick skin. And, and Mike is probably the biggest master at, at doing that for everyone. <laughs> no, I'm not. A, you know, what's one of the things that they get me with all the time when we're cooking this, this guy or any one of the other guys will cut my butter. And my cheese, like in the ugliest shape, they won't just slice it straight. And it's like the weirdest things, like almost nothing gets to me. And and it's those little things that like when they get me with that, I'm just. It's the weirdest, yeah. like who cares how your butter's cut? You're going to throw it into the pot <laughs> and it's going to melt. But if it's at an angle, it drives him nuts. So I purposely cut shapes, shapes into his butter. <laughs> see him get upset i don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah but yeah we find like i don't know it's funny the the smallest little things that can get under people's skins and you just i don't know you can slowly work your way up to to getting under their skin but just enough to where it's still right where it's still not enough of that right? yeah totally well there's still enough of that brotherhood in there that they won't none of us will step past that line right but yeah it, I mean, it keeps us, it keeps the station alive. Like one of the things we had on a, like on the ambulance, we used to say like the, your partner makes, makes the shift, right? Like if you have a, an awesome partner, like it doesn't matter what you get that day, you can get bombarded with horrible calls or just slammed and get no sleep. But he had a good partner. It was good. And same thing at the station, the crew makes the, makes the shift. So we have an awesome crew and, and it really, like, I do a lot of work on the side on my days off. And when I'm there on shift, it feels like that's my day off. Like, I, I have a good time with the guys there. So it doesn't feel like one of them makes, it makes, that's good. It makes, it makes <laughs> yeah. the desire to come to work uh, that much greater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you have a good crew, absolutely. One of the good ones that we we had done to one of the new guys was we made his bed at like 8.15 in the morning and took a picture and sent it to our group. And and the other lieutenant on the engine company wasn't in on the joke, and he actually thought that he made his bed at 8.15 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I got that, a good that one. Led, just... That led to the bed being made everywhere. Yeah, all over the station, on the recliner, on the desks, under sheets and the pillow. <laughs> um. 
I just remembered probably one of my greatest pranks on Mike. And we talk about it to this day, and I absolutely love it. Years ago, when I was at Central as a new lieutenant, um, Mike was my firefighter, and I had a driver, a driver who Mike would get on his nerves constantly and very easily. And at this time, Mike was going through a phase where he was writing down like his life goals and daily goals and all that in a in a notebook, and he left it on the kitchen counter. So that's his fault. So I was reading his goals, and it was close to New Year's Eve, and I wrote, I wrote in in his in his uh, little notebook to find the courage to kiss this driver. I use his first name. I won't use his first name. Find the courage to kiss him by New Year's. And and I told the driver, I said, hey, man, did you see what he wrote in his notebook? And this was like at 10 o'clock in the morning. And this guy like flipped. He was so freaked out that all day he did all he could to avoid Mike. And it, was, it wasn't until like 11 o'clock at night because I shared a dorm with that driver, which is me and him, that he was still talking about it. Can you believe Mike wanted to kiss me? Like, and I was like, dude, I wrote that. I thought you knew I wrote that. And he was so, so mad. And uh, he wanted to punch Mike every time Mike got close to him that day. Uh, it was a, it was a good day. That was a good one. That was a good one. He almost got assaulted. I was all for it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, you guys talked about uh, getting under the skin of people. You know, I'm, I just recently realized that uh, sarcasm can be hurtful. <laughs> you know, after four, 40 some years of living, I just realized how horrible sarcasm can be. You know? uh, but I think sometimes, you know, we take ourselves a little too seriously and we need each other to, to kind of bring us back down, you know, um, I, re- I was reminded one time of responding to a uh, – we were on the engine and we were responding to a possible choking victim at a nursing home. And uh, we got there and, and they're, they're escorting us down the hallway and all this stuff. And and we walk in the room and the, 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 the individual's there, the victim, and the nurse is there, and she's freaking out. He looks fine, Right. And so she's like, she's like, uh, I don't know. He was just choking and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what was he eating? And she starts flipping through her chart. She's like, he was drinking milk. And I was like, was it chocolate or regular? And she starts flipping through her. And, and we're just there staring at her. And she looks up from her clipboard. And even the victim was like, ha, 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 ha. It was like in that movie, Dumber, Dumber. You know, when the guy passed out and ate all the peppers. Even the victim was like, ah, you know, like just, just silly stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, I think, the way to kind of get through some of those calls without just getting frustrated and and not wanting to to respond. You got you to gotta make some kind of humor out of it or else it'll just start to wear, it, wear you down and you're not going to want to. Yeah, those little calls like that, you're going to just start complaining and moaning and groaning. And and then the time that there really is an emergency, you're not going to be prepared because you're going to think it's not anything. Yeah. But 
Mike, I know you got plenty of of Franks, kid. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of them. I'm just trying to think of appropriate ones to share, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's. I'm just trying to think of how not to share people's names. <laughs> well, just use their initials. Yeah, we need to protect. We need to protect the. Uh, <laughs> use their initials. Or just reverse yeah. their initials. Like RV. Right? I know who you're thinking of. <laughs> we were in a staff meeting. <laughs> we were in a staff meeting one time and, and one of the one of the other uh one of the other chiefs says, How how does how does your wives allow you guys to go to all these calls in the middle of the night and stuff? And I go, Oh, well we, we married up. You know, <laughs> and just left it at that. Like we married up. You know, he didn't know if wait a minute, did he just insult me? You know, like, <laughs> then, you know. so even at, even at our level, it can get a little, uh, you know, a little testy, a little fun. Yeah. I don't know. I like to, I mean, I, I enjoy messing around with the, with the new guys when they're coming around the trucks, you know, or the stations and they're checking their chain. <laughs> They're checking equipment and stuff. Like I'll ask them, like just if something's on the truck that doesn't even exist, right? But like, there's times that it's gotten carried away. Like there was a time that I remember with Eric <laughs> when we would go to calls, and it was like a medical, and I would be, <laughs> I'd be in the back with the other firefighter, and I'd be like, I got the thermal, and I would just, <laughs> just go like this. this like, <laughs> it made no sense and the other guy in the back with us would look at me like like oh shit like like he was thinking i should i get the irons or and then he's like wait a minute it's a medical right and then <laughs> that joke that, that joke like stayed for shifts like for i don't know months or something yeah and then finally like we had a fire one day and and we go to that fire right and we're we're working and stuff and and eric's like kid give me the, the thermal <laughs> and i was like i I don't. I don't have it. <laughs> like, I, I blew up on that. Like all those times you're joking about getting it off the truck. The one time we need it, you guys can't get it. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. But the, those are those are the ones that like I can. I don't know. I can recall that backfire because I'm over here like asking the the newer guys like I don't know the, just the most random stuff. If they like the what do they call them? The bunion pads, like I was asking one of the newer guys if we we had the the set of bunion pads, like in case in case we need him for a patient, he was looking for them, and that that just he, when he asked one of the other guys, he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Which <laughs> just I don't know. I like I like doing that stuff. Yeah, um, but it's. I don't know. It's entertaining to see like some of the stuff, like when we, when we got into the fire department, like the level of pranks and camaraderie that there was when we got hired and then just, you know, just a little over 10 years later, how much things have changed and how sometimes like you, it takes a lot to build a good relationship with the guys in the, in the firehouse to get comfortable with them. And then when you get a new guy come by, whether it's an exchange or a recruit, 
um, I think I think we all kind of walk on eggshells a little bit for a while to just testing the waters to see like what what can fly and what can't because times are completely different now, right? So yeah, it's like something that a burden that you got to deal with the farther you move up the ranks. Right. Oh yeah. Like I think I think the the driver spot is a is a good spot because you can spot. kind of you get along with both sides. Yeah, you get along with both sides of of you know the officer and the firefighters. Um, but but once you step into the role of an officer, there's like a ton of things that you just can't say anymore, can't joke around about, and um, that's where I don't know. It, that's where like I see the department changing so much that it's the the pranks and everything like it just it you gotta you gotta start changing things up and being more uh creative right to right. to still have yeah. the same impact but uh you know a cleaner touch to it so it's, well, it's i mean uh, yeah i like to challenge. joke around i like to joke around have fun i do um but yeah i have to often remind myself that i'm and there's two lieutenants at that station, but we've had them filter out here and there. So in all, I mean, reality, I'm probably the top guy at that station. And so I have to remind myself that there's time, especially when there's guys that aren't from our station, that I have to behave or make sure that my guys are somewhat behaving, that it can't be taken too far. Uh, so... Yeah, there's a lot of responsibility you have to remember. You can't just you can't just start letting things get too far out of hand. Or you could be in a situation that that has occurred where, you know, lieutenants are putting their hands on firefighters thinking it's a joke and then they get in trouble for it. And so, yeah, that that's something that that we have to always be aware of, especially when you have guys that and thankfully the guys I have under me, they they joke around a lot, but you can you can tell that they genuinely care for each other. It is sincere. We've built a very good relationship there, and so I I, I really do thoroughly enjoy going to work with them. Do you uh, does your does your station? I mean, do you guys spend much time off duty together? Uh, I know I know Mike does with the, some of the firefighters more because they they do uh, help him with his outside work. Uh, not so much myself, um, but they do. We, we, have, we, have, we have hung out, you know, outside of station, but I, I haven't hung out with them so much because they, they do have other jobs or they have family responsibilities right now that we don't get to hang out. But, but I think we would, in a heartbeat they i mean they all helped me move the two times i moved i mean they're they're all ready to help each other when we need to so yeah they're all good good guys sometimes i feel like um you know how they say oh it's about to get real that's kind of how i felt coming off shift because it's like oh man i gotta get back to the to life you know yeah, because uh, so sometimes being at the firehouse can be a little bit of a of a escape. Know, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and like we're kind of blessed to be able to have 
Oh, yeah. At the firehouse, I'm the lieutenant who's respected and feared. And then at home, I'm the one taking orders from my wife and being ignored, ignored <laughs> by my son. So I'm just like, I can't wait till I'm respected again tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, same here. <laughs> like, I have no problem oh. having me and 30 something year old grown men listen to me like the first time I tell them. And it takes my 12 year old son eight times before he even cares. It's like, yeah. I wish I could write you up or something. I could wish to rove you to another house. <laughs> You'd learn something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely sometimes. Sometimes it does feel like an escape from, from the, res- I don't want to say responsibilities, but you know, you have issues at home. Whether it's you have to fix, just fix something, maintenance, your car is having trouble, whatever. You get there and you know you have a job to do. And you ha- you can kind of escape it for at least that 24 hours. I know that uh, there was times when, when I would respond that uh, it was very peaceful because you're kind of putting other people ahead of your own issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> you, it's a very you peaceful learn time. You learn to forget to your, your issues. Yeah. And uh, – I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people in the world get to experience that, but that's a really peaceful time actually responding and helping to take care of the needs of others. Um, I mean, hopefully it's resolved quickly and doesn't last that long, but I always, uh, I miss that part being in an administrative role because um, I don't get to do that very often, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well, if you guys it, experience that. Or not. No, it, it does help you appreciate appreciate a lot of things whether it's your health or you know that you're that you have family around or just things things like that it does help help you appreciate those type of things absolutely well, cool so when is when do you all start uh when do you go back to work tomorrow tomorrow yes sir yeah i was i was thinking of some some stuff that I've done in the past, like to keep the spirits alive and our little pranks and stuff. And like, I think one of the most common ones that I, that I can recall that I think everyone in the fire service has heard it is uh, scaring the guys like somehow, right. We always get these like stories from the past of like, this, you know, we went to an accident here with someone passed away and and there's a ghost in the station or a ghost in this school or something, right? And uh-huh. when I was first hired, like, they would tell stories like that about calls they went to and stuff. And I remember, like, listening to them, like, one whole night. And then that night, like, I got up, like, at 2, 3 in the morning. And then I went in and I was, like, tugging on one of the guy's <laughs> blankets <laughs> And he stopped sleeping in the dorm from that point on. Even like after I told him that it was me, he wouldn't. He was like, "Nah, nah, that wasn't you, man. That was someone else." <laughs> but like the ten scary stories they told that night was enough to like convince him that it was it was an actual ghost tugging on his uh, on his blankets. And I live in a house like full of women, so like these. Like little pranks that I do at work, like I can't, I can't do, I can't get away with all that here at home. So yeah, so I take advantage when I can. 
you know, slip a little barbecue sauce in someone's shampoo every once in a while. Um, Not anymore. Keep I it hope. smelling okay. good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's <laughs> old pranks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but those are they're. I don't know. They're 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 funny, right? And the guys, the guys like it, sometimes when you tell them or they find out, they appreciate the ingenuity, right? Because they're like, ah, you got me good. Now I got to come up with a a good one that's still on the same playing field, right? Um, which yeah. is cool. I, I well, so that reminds cool. me of of the one um, I wasn't there at the time, but you guys told me at five where there was a firefighter who was afraid of spiders. Were you mm-hmm. part of that one? And they and you guys used fishing line with a fake spider on the ceiling, and when he laid down on his bed, you lowered it down <laughs> onto no, him? No, that wasn't me. Were you part of that one? That wasn't me. And he ran out, no. and, he like, out and was like terrified to go back in the dorm? Like, they That's told very- me one time at that particular at that particular station you guys are talking about. There's an outside door that used to. I think you can still access. Well, now there's a gate. I think, but you yes. used to be able to access it from the outside of the dorm. And somebody would uh, somebody was hanging out in the back of the dorm at like eight or nine o'clock at night reading or something. And um, somebody, <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but he put a mask on and just opened that door in the dorm and just pe- peeked in like a ske- with a scary mask on and then just closed the door, closed the door, ran back to his chair and sat down like nothing was happening. And the guy came out and he's like, Hey, did you see anything? And he's like, no. And then he kept, he kept doing that. Just going around, open the door with that mask on looking in, and, then, and then closing it, you know? And then he'd run back to his, his, uh, the, the, the day room and just he'd throw his mask off and just sit there like what are you talking about you know <laughs> we used to, uh, we used to, there there was a guy uh, there was a guy who no longer works with us he works in San Antonio now and uh, one of the firefighters used to constantly call him at the other stations you know this was before we kind of had caller ID and stuff and. He would ask for the individual, and when the individual would answer, he'd just be – he'd tell him basically, you know, uh, F you, right? And uh, he constantly did that. Well, one time that guy was assigned to the station with that firefighter, so I did it from another station. And that firefighter looked at him, he's like, hey, because he thought it was him because he kept telling him, I know it's you, I know it's you, I know it's you, and – the other individual was just sitting there in the day room like, what? What's going on? You know, and he's like, he, he didn't know. There was two of us playing the playing the prank on him, you know, where he never knew who did it. So when he moved to San Antonio, I was like, you've got to find out what station he's at. You call him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep it going. Yeah. Just keep it going. Yeah. Speaking of calling stations, there was a, there was a good one that I, it wasn't a prank. It was we went to a fire. And it was a good fire. We worked for a couple hours and they called Eric's crew to come help re-rack. And we're telling this story. And, yeah. This was, when, was, hold on. This was when I was a driver in my crew. I was a driver at this time. <laughs> but anyways, we're re-racking like all the fun stuff is done. 
these guys are helping out, and the crew that Eric was with was uh, re-racking a crosslay, and I was at the top of the truck re-racking 5-inch, and I'm watching these guys, and Eric wasn't there. Eric, something had happened with his truck, and... I got pulled over by a state trooper. Driving a fire. Really? Yeah, but it, yeah, nice. it was the lights were there was a calm issue and the lights were out in the back. So I was talking to a state oh, okay. trooper at the time while these guys were doing this to save my face from this story. Continue, yeah. Mike, please. But, but anyways, um, I'm at the top of the truck looking down. And these guys are re-racking the crosslay, and I see that they they connect. The, the end of the crosslay that goes to the truck with the nozzle, they connect it together and they just make a loop in the box. And and I pointed out right in front of everybody and I'm like, hey, hey, engine six made a loop, engine six. And I told my my lieutenant that was on rescue one and I'm like, hey, OT, the engine six made a loop. And then the captain's walking by like perfect timing and Eric's <laughs> coming into the scene and I'm like, hey, Cap, look. Engine six made a loop, and it was like the stupidest, like third grade annoying kid. Just like, look, look, they made a loop. They made a loop. Like the next morning, I called all the stations and I was telling them that engine six made a loop. It was so annoying. Like even the guys at Central were like, "You can let it go already, kid." But uh, yeah, Eric, Eric didn't like me for a while after that. No, I. But those those kind of. <laughs> those kind of little incidents that get under your skin those are the fun ones it's like the third grade little insults are the ones that that have like that the most they sting the most, they yeah. sting the most for a lot of people which is so weird how the smallest insults will like hurt people's feelings grown men and they, they'll just be so upset at the smallest little insults but yeah i did not like yeah. mike for a long time after that I was taught at a ver- I was taught early, early in my career by a, a driver when I was a firefighter that you stick up for your crew, no matter what. Like you don't like your guy, the guys on your crew, it doesn't matter. Someone else is giving them, you just you stick up for them. And so, I, you know, I was not happy with that at all. <laughs> but the last yeah, time I. Uh... The last time I got pulled over in the truck, we were well, I was a firefighter, and uh, a sheriff pulled us over, and he's like, hey, uh, you lost your hose. And we thought, oh, okay. And, like, we get out of the truck, and we're walking around, and, well, we lost a 1,000 feet of five-inch. Oh, like, yeah. And we <laughs> lost it, like, two miles back. Like, you know, we didn't even notice we lost a 1,000 feet of five-inch. We didn't hear nothing, you know? So, uh, yeah, there we were re-racking real quick, a thousand feet back on the truck. (laughs) We thought maybe we lost us, you know, a short section or something and we go back to the hose bed and it's completely empty and we look down the road and we don't see it. So we had to drive back and see how far back we found. Yeah. It was like two miles back. It's a good thing you didn't call anybody to make a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember us telling anybody about that, as a matter of fact. It's all open yeah, now. Very good. You can it's keep nice it under, under wraps. Yeah. 
it's uh, good to know that that kind of stuff still, you know, the camaraderie is still alive and well in the fire stations, you know, especially with uh, just the way things are these days. Um, having to deal with different generations is a big challenge, you know. What we're already, uh, there's already two generations behind us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Millennials and then what? Gen Zs? Is that, or is that the same thing? X? No, isn't it X? Oh, I, I'm not very I think it's informed X, with that. I think it's X and X and Z, because I'm a millennial, unfortunately. Oh, but yeah, sorry, sorry, chief. There's a Y too, isn't there? There's a, a Gen Y, but they're little. They're like super little, but yeah, yeah. I guess there is just one generation behind, two generations Maybe behind us. They're not well, as behind loud. me, I guess. Yeah. You know, the one thing I, but it I is tried to, oh, go ahead. Well, that's the thing, like, not just when it comes to having fun and stuff, but I mean, when I was a kid, I was taught how to change a tire on a car, you know, or taught how to start a lawnmower or whatever. And we're finding, you know, not everybody learns those skills when they're, they're growing up anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't think a lot of guys do. It's, We've had guys that... It's, that can't don't know how to change a car or disconnect a car battery, and so yeah, you do kind of. It it is strange. You kind of have to act like the father figure, depending on if, how young and and I guess uneducated in those aspects that they are. So it's a little strange. Yeah, and and the one way that I try to keep it, uh, I guess fair, because that's I guess that's one big thing with. When you when you have younger people at your station, individuals is that they're gonna be like, "Oh, he's treating me unfairly," and all that. <clears throat> I try to we try to do things that if they mess up and we're gonna get after them, we're all gonna suffer for it. We all do push ups. We all we make it a point to let them know that that even if they mess up, it's everyone's gonna suffer for it. That's the way it goes in you know in the fire service because if we're at a call and you mess up, you're gonna affect everybody. So we don't try to yeah. just stick on one person like, oh, you mess up. You're going to do push-ups and we're going to go inside and you stay outside. We try to do everything that happens is is as a crew. I like to tell them everybody suffers. We all suffer together. So that's the way we try to deal with with the different people that come to the station. That way they don't feel like they're being picked on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good you celebrate success. You celebrate success as well as failures together. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, you experience your failure, celebrate your successes together. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. Well, very good. I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and um, sharing a little bit about what station life is nowadays at your your place. And uh, I hope everybody, you guys, stay safe out there and. Um, there's ever anything I can do for you, please let me know. Appreciate yes, sir. It. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Take care, guys. Yes, sir. You too. You too. Well, that does it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, of Justifiably Proud Productions. We want to wish everybody a happy and safe uh, holiday season with a new year upon us. And uh, take time to spend it with your loved ones. Hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday. Take care. Stay warm. Bye-bye.